Hi, I'm Natalia. I'm Gen Z. I'm Molly, a millennial. This is Arnisha. I'm Generation X. I'm Micah, the boomer. We are Dame Talk. Hi, it's Arnisha, and today we're going to talk about being a good manager. There's so much information out there about bad managers. <laughs> um, so I did some research to, to find out a little bit more about being a good manager. But the first thing I actually wanted to share with you, Dames, is why it's important to be a good manager. And I saw some statistics that were really, really interesting to me. Um, one was from Inc., where they said 65% of employees say they take a new boss over a pay raise. Wow, 65%. Oh 65% said they would take a new boss over a pay raise. That's if they have a bad boss. Right, that's if they have a bad boss. Mm. But think about that, though. So it just shows how important it is yeah. to be a good manager because if you're that tortured mm. where you'd rather have a new boss than get more money, mm. that just goes to show some of the management that's happening out there. Yeah. Another one, which is very morbid, I'm just going to say it before I, I, I mention it, but this was fascinating to me. This one was from the Journal of Occupational and Environmental Medicine. It said, employees who have managers they did they don't like were 60% more likely to suffer from a heart attack. <gasps> oh my God. What? Yes, employees who have managers they didn't like were 60% more likely to suffer a heart attack. Yeah, that's the stress. stress. Yeah. 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 You're it's letting it get to you because you, you can't, you take that home with you. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. 60% more likely if you didn't, you know, if you didn't like your manager. So, you know, that to me was a setup for it. That means that we really should strive to be good managers, yeah. right? So I just wanted to, to ask you, Dames, let's talk about some of your favorite bosses or your favorite managers and tell me something about them that made you like them so much. Mm. I guess for me, I can talk about overall the characteristics that I appreciate in a manager. And one is um, advocating, mm -hmm. help advocating for me, um, you know, kind of going to the mat for either saying I did a great job or, you know, even defending me for something that might have happened in a negative way in the workplace. And, you know, just knowing they have my back and they're advocating for me, mm -hmm. that's really important. And then also uh, helping me to develop, mm -hmm. you know, so looking at my areas where I need to develop as a positive and saying, hey, let's, you know, approach it and, and help you get those learnings as opposed to looking at it as, oh, you don't know something. So therefore it's bad. Mm -hmm. So as a manager, you should always look at any development opportunity for your employees as something positive that you can work on together. Even if you don't know it, helping them find someone who can help them learn it, you know. So those, to me, are the two biggest things. For me, the managers that I've, I've really liked um, have had a couple things in common. But one thing that really stands out to me is, like, um, they've shown a lot of trust in me or allowed me to kind of work autonomously, kind of figure things out on my own, even if I might not do it the right way or might make mistakes along the way, kind of allowing me that freedom to to try things and, and so they empowered you totally yeah okay that's yeah. one Any, anything else that's i'd say one? that's the biggest one okay yeah okay um for me i think i i'm kind of going against the grain and like going with a criticism against um maybe like a good manager but <clears throat> for me since my like i guess workplace is predominantly made up of like younger people um one 
I think a couple of our managers are more like on the younger side. Mm-hmm. We do have like older uh, managers, but those are like um, higher up on the chain, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the younger managers that are more direct with like the kids and stuff like that, the younger like lifeguards, um, it's very easy for them to like be more like your friend than your manager. Like mm-hmm. obviously we're all going to say like, oh yeah, we know like uh, he's got my back or like she's super cool. Like she always like listens to us and stuff like that. But like when it comes to actually like putting their foot down and disciplining us, sometimes it's kind of hard, especially when you think that like, um, oh, my boss is my friend. I can like come into work 30 minutes later, something like that. Like if there's no like discipline along with the encouragement that you need from like a good supportive like manager, then I think it can kind of get misconstrued and like the whole workplace can kind of like crumble. Yeah, they can take advantage. They'll take advantage. Yeah, take advantage. Yeah. You know, I, I I like when my bosses are direct and communicate with me mm-hmm. so that yeah. I understand, Super. you know, just I understand what I have to accomplish. I need to, I understand where what I'm doing fits into the big picture. Um, that makes me feel like I have a that I have a good manager. And also somebody that's human, you know, yeah. that, that understands that there are things that happen that are outside of your control, that are outside of the workplace, not just to me, but to other people as well. It just You just recognize that you don't have a robot sitting there. You have right. a person sitting there that things could be happening in their lives. So just showing that sensitivity um, to the fact that other things happen, um, I, I, I found that to, to that, that to be helpful, just in addition to what you guys say, because I agree. Advocating for me, develop, focusing on my development and empowering me or mm-hmm. showing that you trust that I'll do what I need to do. Those are things that are important to me. Uh, it's funny because I was reading an article, and this 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 list has ten things on it, but I wanted to share it because I felt like this nailed it. I, I really, really do. Uh, it's, it, this was a list that I found on World Blaze, and it said the top ten qualities of a good manager. One is good communication skills. Two is transparency and honesty. Three is motivating with positive feedback. Four is resourceful and an expert in the specific segment. Five is someone that supports the employee at hardships. Six is promotes teamwork. Seven is creates an environment for cross-level collaboration. Eight is has excellent decision-making skills, which is so critical. <laughs> when you have somebody that can't make decisions, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Oh, when they change. Oh my yeah. goodness. She's like, oh, didn't we just spend the past week doing that? Right? Uh, nine is well-organized. And 10 is takes an upper hand in mediating with calmness and productivity. There's nothing like somebody who's going to stand there and lose it and scream and just... <laughs> Have you ever had a boss that screams? Yeah, I have not had a boss that screams. Right, yeah, I did. Yeah. It's unnerving. It, for me, it was unnerving. Like when mm-hmm. there's someone that literally just and I don't mean like raising. I mean literally outright in the office place screaming oh at people and cursing at oh. people. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. They, they, like they need HR to go. Violation? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Need to well, go. when you're in some of these smaller companies, there's no real HR. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, or especially if you have a company where they're the owner. Right, right. They, like a, they yeah. teach you however they want yeah. to teach you. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. But I thought that list was really good. What do you, what do you, what do you guys think about that list? I think it was really on point. Um, probably covered what we were saying yeah. in a more concise way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's, I, I guess it's the hard part is to your point about being human, sometimes if you bring your own idiosyncrasies to work and don't recognize them as Mm. idiosyncrasies, then it becomes 
challenging for the person working for you. Yeah. So if you're like an ultimate perfectionist, you know, right? So you want everything to be absolutely perfect and borderline OCD-ish, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, then it becomes how do you please that person, you know? So right. it's, I think it's almost you need your own counseling or your own self-awareness. Mm-hmm. As a boss, as a manager, you need to be so self-aware. That's true. That helps your employees more than anything. So to your point, if I'm human, I can say, look, I'm a little OCD here, so you got to bear with me. And then you're like, all right, I get it. Right. I'll work right. with you. That's right. But if That's you don't right. acknowledge it, then you're just frustrated. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. That's good. Now, has anybody been told here that they were, that you're a good boss or a good manager? I've never been a manager before. Same. Okay. Okay. I, I've, um, I've managed kind of teams of volunteers, kind of very loosely. Um, but you have managed. Not, not really. We didn't, I wouldn't say we had kind of a manager. Were you their friend? No. <laughs> really, um, uh, it just wasn't like our direct relationship. So yeah. I, don't, I don't really consider it that. Um, Got so it. yeah, but, but I always, you know, I hear these lists and I hear us talking about it. And I always think, you know, since I haven't been a manager yet, and I would like to be in the near future in my career, but yeah. I haven't yet. Um, but to me on the outside, it always seems like such an easy thing. Like, it's not that hard to me to, like, be considerate of the people who, you know, report to you, to ask their opinions, to be, you know, just kind. Um, I think a lot of those things on the list kind of come come down to. Um, so I'm, but since to your point, Arnisha, it's a lot easier to find things about bad bosses than it is good bosses. Yeah. It is much harder yeah. than. You almost think it's common sense, Molly. Right. You, common you think sense. it's common sense, but the issue <laughs> yeah. is that people's personalities and the people who end up being managers are usually the people that are really highly driven right. and yeah. they are, you know, so they're very successful at that skill set, whatever right. that skill set mm-hmm. is. And so then they get rewarded and then there are people that they report to. But that doesn't mean they're a good people manager. Right. It just That's means right. they're really good at their, at their job. So I think companies don't look at management the way they should. There are some mm-hmm. people that are natural managers, I think, but they may not be as driven with the numbers right. or with the, uh-huh. you know, right. whatever right. it may be. Right. So I think it's I on the organiz- on the organization's side to decide like here's people managers and here's individual contributors and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. but oftentimes you're seen as not successful if you don't have a bunch of people reporting into you. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's very true. But you know what? It's it does the, the easy part of being a good manager is what you said. The people side of it, right, is the showing that you're considerate, finding ways to mold it. The challenging part of being a good manager is the people part. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Yeah, that you control yeah. your behavior. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So you know that you're going to be professional. You know that you're going to be considerate. You know, you know, you, you're going to put all of those things on so that you're a good manager. Mm-hmm. What when where you start to where the rubber really hits the road in terms of being a good manager is when you're dealing with a person who is not self motivated. Somebody, Ugh. some people just don't yeah. want to work. You. Unfortunately, some people just don't want to work. Yeah. And then how do I get how do I get that person to perform? Yeah. Right. And doing being who I am, right? Because you don't want to become a tyrant, right? Yeah. But how do I get this person to perform and accomplish what I need them to do? Because when you're a manager, if your people aren't successful, you're not exactly. successful, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it, it the 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 hard part about being a good manager is taking all of those things that are on that list. And then applying it to each person and recognizing, okay, Molly's a go-getter. I can give this to Molly. She's just going to take the ball and run with it. I don't have to worry about it. I'll just check in once a week. 
But Alexis, on the other hand, I need to check in with Alexis every hour. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's she doing? Because right, the last time I was with my job, she had she had crosswalk on Alexis. Uh, she's in the office shopping instead of doing what she likes to do. You know, so that the tough part is dealing with people and still trying to bring out the best mm-hmm. in them, yeah. move them forward on a common goal and a common mission, and accomplish what you need to do. And you have to tailor it to each person on yeah. your team. That's the tough part. That's, uh, that's okay, Dames, we need a, a episode on how to manage difficult people. I'm not leaving that one. But okay, all right. So um, we actually have an expert to help us with for this topic in terms of being a in terms of being a good a good manager. Um, uh, the person is going to join in with us. She is. Uh, the CEO and co-founder of New Season Coaching and Consulting Group. She's a former corporate executive. She's had several leadership positions in a bunch of areas, sales, marketing, operations, and general management. And she was actually with Fortune 50 companies. She was with both Pepsi and P&G. And she specializes in coaching executives and senior leaders to help them maximize their impact, effectiveness, and influence. So with that said, I'd like to introduce Mitzi Short. Thank you, Anisha. How are you? How's everyone? Great. 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 Glad to have you with us. Yeah. Thanks, Mitzi, for joining us. Happy to join the conversation. And I like the statistics that you quoted. Oh. As I think about. uh, Well, thank you again. Micah thanked you, but I want to thank you also just for joining in. And we know you can give us some great insights. So we just wanted you to talk to us just from your experience. How do you, how, what advice would you give for either somebody transitioning into a management role or even um, for those of us who have been managers to help us be more effective at that level? Well, there's, there's a couple of things. I think if you, when I look at from a leadership perspective, what do followers look for in their managers? Mm-hmm. Um, they want someone who's credible and someone who's going somewhere. And so the top attributes are, you know, honesty, trustworthiness, some level of competence, uh, functional competence, a leadership competence. Um, they want you to be inspiring mm-hmm. and, and have a vision of where you want to go. So those are the top, you know, top attributes. So when you think about making a, a move from a individual contributor role or to a leadership role, you know, that that's what comes to my mind as a framework. Um, beyond that, I'd say there's, there's a number of qualities, and we all have our list, and, you know, one of the like, ones I like is by Catherine Deluti. But at the top of the list is, you know, having a vision and communicating it. And so, you know, if you're, if you're on a team, you have a responsibility as a leader of that team to define what success looks like in the context of, the organizational goals in the context of your team, um, your team goals. What is your small group role uh, to get those objectives accomplished? And can you communicate that in a way that everyone understands what success looks like? Mm-hmm. So having a vision and communicating, I think, is really key. Secondly, I would say um, a good manager is one who's a self-starter, who's autonomous and takes responsibility. 
makes decisions, prioritizes, and loves the people, can empower people. But someone who, who wants to be a manager, who wants to, the buck stops here, good or bad. Mm. Right? You have to have it, you want to own that. Um, and being good at being in command, not, not, not ruling, right? But being in charge in a way that enables you to empower others, you got your eye on the goal, you can give directions the right way, you make judgment calls, you tackle obstacles head on, so you're not running away from things that are difficult. Mm-hmm. You're able to manage your emotions. I heard you talking about, you know, as a manager, you have to be the buffer for your team from the stuff that comes from the top and from the stuff that comes from the bottom up. So how can you be that stable person from an emotional perspective, mm. the role model? Yeah. Um, and you have to be able to take the firm stand on issues, right? And, you know, management is lonely sometimes because you have to be the one that takes the stand and, and may not have people with you all the time at first, right? So being able to, Having a willingness and a desire to be that person who's going to stand in the middle and take a firm stand on anything. My dad used to say, hey, you have to to stand for something, otherwise you can fall for anything. So that takes Mm. a lot. Knowing how to to be in command and and win the trust of others, right? Mm. People have to believe in your ability to lead. And that really comes from doing what you say you're going to do. That's the whole honesty and integrity part. Mm Okay. Uh, another key element is making the right decisions at the right time. And I heard you laughing about, you know, people not wanting to make decisions. So it's being good at making decisions, and it's also understanding the timing associated with making those decisions. Great decisions made too late, not as helpful. <laughs> <laughs> not helpful. Hindsight is twenty twenty. And you know, Mitzi, I have a question. You said something that's really interesting. You said you need to be good at being in command, but not ruling. So can you explain the difference between that, those those two? So for me, being good at being in command is understanding who's on your team, enabling them to have some ownership in the process, uh, input in decision-making, input in direction, but ultimately you make the call. Mm. And some of that is not just what you say and it's how you say it, right? Having the respect of the team. So that's what the differentiation for me between being in command and being a dictator and ruler. Just do what I say. Got and it. In my opinion, do what I say, managers don't don't do well mm-hmm. because people will only do that, which is required of them. Mm. I I like to lead teams. I like to manage teams where, hey, here's the objective. Let's talk about what, what's possible and do it in a way to get teams to want to run past the objective and run past what's possible mm-hmm. and feel good about it. Okay. All right, good. Dan, do you have any questions for Mitzi? I don't know if it's quite a question, but one thing, one thing that you said, Mitzi, that uh, really resonated with me was that good managers have to want to be managers. Um, I think so often and. I imagine this is true for all kinds of companies, but working in the nonprofit world so far in my career, um, it feels oftentimes that a lot of people who become managers become managers because they just happen to be the one who was there at the time or, you know, they've been there the longest. And so they just kind of eventually evolve into, into becoming managers. And so I think this, this element of really wanting to be a manager, um, that was, I found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. 
I, I, yeah. I have a question for you. It's when you're the folks that you've coached, do you find that they are to my comment earlier around, are they self-aware? Do they recognize some of their weaknesses and then they want you to help coach them through it? Or do they kind of don't recognize and then you have to show them like, here's where you, there's some opportunity. What do you find when you're coaching folks? Where, where do they land? I think it's a little both, right? So in some instances, I have people that are very self-aware and they can come to me and say, hey, here's my issue with leadership and management. I, I'm not really good at delegating or I'm not really good at um, developing my people or I'm great at developing my people, I'm great at delegating, but I'm not really clear with the vision I need to articulate. Right? So some people are really good at it. Some people become good at it because they leverage uh, a, a tool like uh, 360 feedback or 360 interviews to get perspective so that they can see perhaps where they have blind spots. And so having that information and bringing that into a coaching session helps. And then there are some people that have no clue. And <laughs> I'll either get information from their boss, their coworkers, or just in talking to them and having them explain the situations they're in, it'll be obvious that they have no clue and aren't self-aware. So then you have to, you know, give them specific examples so they can kind of see the situation and then help them look for cues and hints on a go-forward basis to, to be able to keep that particular element in check. And does that person take longer to coach and get them where you need them to be? So, um, they all, it only takes longer if they're in denial. Okay. Right? Okay. So, you know, sometimes it takes folks longer to see it because they're not self-aware. But once you bring it to their awareness, if they go, okay, I got it now, I'm committed to do something about it, sometimes it can be fast. Right? Mm -hmm. So, part, you know, self-awareness is one thing, but taking action mm. is, is totally All right, well, Mitzi, thank you. Thank you. We, I just wanted to ask the dames, is there anything that you just, one more thing you want to just talk about that was a key takeaway in everything we talked about today about being a good, a good manager? As we talked about a lot between Mitzi and, <laughs> and us, we covered a lot of things. Is there anything that particularly stood out to you um, in, in terms of being a good manager? No. I mean, I, I think it's, I, I really feel that I wish we had more control sometimes mm. around, you know, either choosing your manager or just helping an organization understand how to train and coach better managers and how important that is. Like, mm -hmm. so what can we mm. do on our side to help organizations that we're in or will be in understand that, you know, like what action can we take? Yeah. 
don't know, Mitzi, if you have any insight around that being, you know, once you're on the inside, what is there anything you can do to help have better managers or help people be better, better managers? Well, I think, yeah, definitely. I think having competencies around leadership competencies, like we talked about, and giving people feedback on how they're doing against those competencies. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a culture and a climate of, of, of sharing competencies and giving feedback on competencies and having people develop and grow, then you can create this environment where you've got a lot of people working for managers that they love to work for. Mm-hmm. And it's that, it's that whole development piece on giving and receiving feedback around your leadership behaviors and managerial behaviors that's really important. So I would encourage, you know, uh, all work environments to say, how can we have better better coaching conversations? How can we get better at giving and receiving feedback so that we can all continue to grow and develop those leadership managerial qualities that make people, you know, truly successful and, and shine. And I want to mention it earlier, you know, one of the key best great great managers are are showing strong leadership and they're really good at developing and advocating for their, their people and their teams. So definitely have the right conversations and have this mindset of how do we continue to grow our capabilities around coaching and developing people. Yeah. And they should call you if they need any, <laughs> if they need help. <laughs> Well, well, for me, what stood out, there were two things, actually, that you said, Mitzi, that really stood out. And one is have a, a good managers have a vision and they communicate it. That, that to me, was that really stood out um, because uh, you have a lot of managers don't do that. You know, they're very tactical and mm-hmm. um, it's they this is what I need you to do today. And you don't necessarily understand where it fits into um, the big picture. So I, I thought that was really good. Um, and also the just the qualities of a of a good you know of a good manager. You said honesty and trustworthiness, really integrity. Um, those qualities of that that you typically see in in good managers. That to me also stood out as well because for someone who's looking to transition into a managerial role, like you know like Molly, those are just good things to know um, that could help you be successful just moving forward. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks. Any more comments? Anything else? Uh, this was very helpful. Thank you. Thank okay. you, Arnisha and Mitzi. All right, yes. Thank you again, Mitzi. And that's it for us. We hope you enjoyed this one. And don't forget to tune in to us next week. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. If you have any questions, email us at dametalk4 at gmail.com. That's dametalk and the number four at gmail. To learn more about us and these topics, check out our website at dametalkpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is Dame Talk. We don't know everything, but we know enough.